0: Crossing the Rubicon on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and I'm going to come to you this week with sort of a raw and real and uh, vulnerable message uh, for you entitled Crossing the Rubicon. Uh, it really is a continuation of my last week's podcast when I talked about dancing at the door and, and kind of that uh, sort of an introduction to what I want to talk about today. Uh, last week, we talked about how Jesus is the door and the way, and it's really the first great, most important decision that we make in our life uh, to receive the baptism of grace uh, and how he invites us into his kingdom through the door which is Jesus. And Jesus isn't the end. Jesus is the beginning uh, because he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he actually, by his grace and by his blood, uh, allows us to walk through the door into the kingdom where his father lives. And it's a place of great intimacy where he invites us to come and to sit on his lap and to be part of his world, of his kingdom. In Ephesians 2, it says we're actually seated in him, In heavenly places. That's our reality as we share with him that place of intimacy. Jesus, when he died, the veil of the temple was rent and it stayed open. And we get to not only participate in the kingdom, uh, we get to enter into the Holy of Holies and be present with the Almighty God. And so he calls us into that place. And so we talked about that last week. And I believe that place of intimacy where he calls us to actually is also not the end uh, but a preparatory phase, a place where we learn and we receive identity. You've heard me talk about for three and a half years on this podcast the critical importance of identity not only for us but for our children, for 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 the kingdom, for our culture, for our community. The answer is identity. We see the world's problems and the corrupt nature of the human heart. But those are symptoms. Those are symptoms of being disconnected from a father's love. And it's the father and his love that actually gives us and bestows on us identity. So what is our identity? We're sons and daughters of the Most High God. It's who we are. We're loved children in his house. And so when we enter into his kingdom, when we climb up on his lap and we find that place of intimacy in his throne room, that's the place that he bestows on us our identity so that it becomes secure in us so that we know who we are. But it's still not the end. And so in this podcast, I want to talk about really why he draws us into that place of intimacy so that he can position us for the next decision that we need to make. And I call it crossing the Rubicon. See, when we, there's a difference between self-identification and what we call self-inspection. We're big fans of self-identification where we know who we are and whose we are and that can only come from a father. Self-inspection is where we turn inwards and we try to examine ourselves. (laughs) And I don't know if you've ever done that or tried that, but usually it doesn't end well. Self-identification creates world changers. It answers the question, who am I? Self-inspection answers the question, how bad am I? (laughs) When we inspect ourselves, it can only lead us into three different directions. One is we say, I'm really bad. (laughs) I'm too bad. I'm beyond redeemable. The badness is so bad that the Lord simply can't use me. And oftentimes self-inspection leads to that. I've failed so many times. I've screwed up so many times. Clearly, he can't use somebody like me, and the result of that is that we're defeated. The second option is is that we we self-inspect ourselves. We ask ourselves, how bad are we? And we say, well, we're better than most. (laughs) It's the old American tradition of grading on a curve. I'm not so bad as X number of people, so I must not be too bad. But the problem with that is is that we live in that quasi-middle land where we are simply trying to be better than most. We have no aspiration to be great. And so we live in that place of complacency. So it can leave us to be feeling defeated, complacent, or we self-examine ourselves and we say, you know, I'm really not that bad at all. I'm actually pretty good. And it leads to this place of arrogance where we take self-exaltation and we examine ourselves and say, I'm the best because of what I've did and what I've achieved, why I what I have achieved. So defeated, complacent, or arrogance, that's the result of self-inspection. I'm not a big fan of that. So we enter into the kingdom into his throne, where a father loves us and he tells us what he thinks about us, what the Holy Spirit says about us, and, and that's a different positioning and it leads to identity and it gives us the feeling that we can actually go love people and change the world. So the phase of intimacy is critical and I always tell people in our teachings on family and marriage and parenting, we always say don't move past identity. Stay in that place until you're secure because of this next phase about crossing the Rubicon. Because when when we have our identity, the Father then positions us towards the world. Remember, the veil is open both ways. It's access in, it's access out. And he wants us to not just live in his presence exclusively, but he's put us here on this earth. What's called the kingdom of this world needs us. And that's what this whole podcast is about. You know that. You've heard it so many times. We are we are receiving his identity and then we're being sent. We live from heaven towards earth. We're being sent towards his kingdom here, the kingdom of this world, so that it would become like the kingdom of our Lord and of our Christ. As the song says. <laughs> that is the that is the positioning. So with that being said, he takes us to the river bank of the Rubicon. What do I mean by that? Well, there is a famous historical event that took place in 49 BC. And the main character of this true event is Julius Caesar. And there is a river called the Rubicon. And it was in northeast Italy. And the phrase crossing the Rubicon is an idiom that means passing a point of no return. And it's attributed to to the actions of Julius Caesar. His crossing of the river precipitated Caesar's civil war, which ultimately led to Caesar becoming dictator for life. I think that was (laughs) self-imposed. Caesar had been approved to a governorship over a region that ranged from southern Gaul to Elycrium, and his term of governorship had ended, and the Senate ordered him to disband his army and return to Rome, as it was illegal to bring armies into Italy and the northern border of which was marked by the River Rubicon. His crossing the river under arms amounted to insurrection, treason, and a declaration of war on the state. According to some authors, he uttered the phrase, "Alia iacta Est, the die is cast. He said this before crossing. And my friends, I believe that when we receive our identity, The Lord wants to use his sons and daughters to enter all aspects of society, to bring the reality of the kingdom to this world. And I believe that even as Christians who have walked through the door, even of those of us who have received our sonship and our daughtership and received the identity in our hearts of who we are, that there is then a phase, there is a decision that needs to be made of what we're going to do with our identity. And this isn't a light decision. This is a big decision. This is a, 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 a moment that everyone is going to have to face when they are Christians in his kingdom. And it's the question of, are you willing to cross the Rubicon? Are you willing to cast the die that says, there is no return? We are passing the point of no return. And what it means for me and what it means for my family is that I'm going to dedicate my life to the following of the kingdom and to his word and to what he says I'm going to do, I'm going to do even to the point of death. It's crossing the Rubicon. It's finding that place where you are committed to whatever the spirit asks you to do. This is a heavy topic, but this is an important topic. And I want everybody listening to this. I don't care if you're seven or 70. Uh, anybody at any age is ultimately going to have to make those decisions. Whether is, is, uh, Are you going to live in a fetal position and find that place of comfort in this world where you can just simply watch the world go by until you die or Jesus returns? Or are you going to cross the Rubicon and enter into a realm, a dark realm, an ugly realm that needs you, that needs your spirit, needs the spirit that that lies within you, that brings real transformation and reformation into this world. And it requires those who are willing, who are willing to actually move and to cross into something that you're called to. There was a time when Jesus was, was preaching and you know, he often spoke in parables and, and messages and, and he had one sermon that kind of bombed, like it was sort of cricket, cricket. People didn't know what exactly and how to respond and he was referring to the fact that he is the bread of life and that you actually needed to eat him and eat his flesh well, that was abhorrent to the culture of the Jews. And and as they were listening to him and, and saying these things, people became perplexed and, and very uncomfortable and felt like it was heresy. and And people began to leave and to remove themselves from his teaching. And so just like Jesus often did, you know his disciples confronted him and those that were close followers of him and said, Jesus, we must have just simply misunderstood you because we thought you said that we're actually supposed to eat your flesh and, and we're feeling very uncomfortable with this. And then Jesus doubles down and he says, yes, unless you eat my flesh, unless you drink my blood, you have no part of me. And even those who were in his inner circle began to walk and to move away. And so Jesus then turned to the 12 who were left and said, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. In the message Bible, it says, Peter replied, master, to whom would we go? You have the words of real life, eternal life. And we've already committed ourselves, confident that you are the Holy One of God. My friends, Peter and the disciples had crossed the Rubicon. There is they went past the point of no return, and they could hear something from Jesus that they didn't understand. They didn't quite get. It, it was painful. It was hurtful. In fact, they might have even had doubts like how uh, we thought he was the guy, but now we're not quite so sure. But but at some point, they had already crossed the Rubicon, and he said, we are already had committed ourselves. There's no going back. And that's the way it is for us sometimes and especially when we cross the Rubicon when we live on the other side into this world things tend to f- fall apart at times there's there's our own personal failures there are circumstances but my friends this is what war looks like Bill Johnson said that we are born into a war We are born into this world that is battling for souls And we need to be immersed in the war. There are casualties. My family has experienced casualties over these last several months. The circumstances in our family have been hard. And it's been difficult. (laughs) My podcast is a day late again. (laughs) And it's because of hard, difficult family circumstances that we are dealing with. But my friends, that is what the front line looks like. It's called front line problems. When we are living and we're moving in the things of the kingdom, there are going to be casualties. There are going to be circumstances that aren't easy. We can just try to observe it and decide that it's not for me. But the truth of the matter is, and if you get nothing else out of the podcast, get this, the safest place that you can be is in the front lines of his kingdom. Why? Because that's where he told you to be. That's where he needs you to be. And he's calling for those who will cross the Rubicon and say, there is no going back, no matter what it looks like. See, we have a dangerous culture, and perhaps the most, in my opinion, dangerous part about our culture is the word comfort. We put high value on minimizing our pain and maximizing our comfort. And I would like to submit to you that the Bible never promises us comfort. In fact, it assures us that there are going to be uncomfortable moments living on the other side of the Rubicon. That's what war looks like. John sixteen thirty three. these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now, he said that in me you may have peace. We have confused the word peace with the word comfort. We have to understand what the word peace means. The word shalom is actually an active, sharp, powerful, moving type word. It's not sitting on the beach with a drink and a little umbrella. That's not what peace looks like. Peace is actually the, the edge of the sword. So remember that the safest place is at the front lines. See, he never promises us comfort, but our culture puts such high value on this and it's very dangerous. I have never prayed for my children to be comfortable. I do want them to be peaceful and I do want them to be impactful. But comfort is never promised us. Mark 9, 49, for everyone will be seasoned with fire and every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt loses its flavor, how will you season it? See, this is a season. This is a decision of sacrifice. There's a decision of grace from going from lost to... To saved, there is a decision to move into his kingdom and walk through the door. It's a it's a realm of intimacy, but he is actually calling us to cross the Rubicon into a place of sacrifice. See, the Bible says he's going to send us a comforter, the Holy Spirit, who lives and dwells in us. My question for you is what do we need a comforter for? If the goal and our end game was to just achieve comfort. He is going to take us into a realm that's hard and dark and difficult. But we're called to it. And the Holy Spirit in us will be the comforter. Romans 12.1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. We cross the Rubicon because we want to serve him, because there's a kingdom that he loves, because there's people in the kingdom that need us. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The word witnesses from the Greek is the word martis, Should that surprise us that the word is martis where we get the word martyr? That's what he's asking us to do is to go into all the world and be willing to be a martyr. It's a big deal. Stephen is one of the most famous and he confronted the religious leaders of the time And I have to believe that when he hit them between the eyes with the truth of who they were and the time in which they were living, that he knew he was going to die. That's what it meant to be a witness. He had crossed the Rubicon. He had already made the decision. He had predetermined that he was going to move and operate in the kingdom even unto death. So this is the next phase of your journey, is answering the question, are you willing to die? Are you willing to die for him? Are you willing to lay it all down? Are you willing to cross over and never return? And what are you willing to die for? There was a generation when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor of young kids lying about their age lined up down the street so that they could enlist and fight. And you say, well, what a waste, what a waste of young lives. But it wasn't. They knew what they were willing to die for. They knew the time in which they lived. And they had crossed the Rubicon and they said, this is worthy. This is worthy of our lives, laying our lives down for. I'm not sure our generation would do that. But I hope I hope we would be so connected to the voice of the Lord that we would move and operate when he told us to go. Or do we value comfort and safety more? Have you valued comfort over sacrifice? Have you confused peace with comfort? My friends, you may be listening to this and your heart is pounding because you know that the Lord has called you to things, to hard things. It's a battle. It's a, it's a battlefield, and it's not always pretty. But he's asking you today, even the sound of my voice and the, the words of this podcast, are you willing to cross the Rubicon? Are you willing to turn your spirit towards heaven and say whatever it takes? Are you willing to look at your circumstances and the problems that you face and and you are still willing to say, I've predetermined that I am going to continue to press on because where else would I go? There's a moment in all of our lives where we have to ask the question, where else would I go? He has the words of life. He has impacted me. I am a son. I am a daughter of the Most High God. And now the die is cast. There's no going back. We're crossing the Rubicon. And it is that mentality. It is that decision. It is that place of being sold out before the Lord that creates the greatest impact in the kingdom. Stephen's life was snuffed out but there was also a man there standing holding the coats that was impacted by his words. And the rest of the New Testament was birthed from that man. Saul became Paul and became one of the greatest apostles of them all as he listened to Stephen be a witness a martis for the kingdom. My friends, we're going to be called to hard things. Will you do it with me? Will you make that decision today? Just say, Holy Spirit, I am willing. Holy Spirit, I crossed the Rubicon. And Holy Spirit, I am yours. I choose to live on the front lines. Thank you for hearing me again this week. I look so forward to connecting with you again next week. So let's go together now to set and shape the culture.